another beautiful day. Good day to you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of sinners. Mm. I am grateful that I'm here this morning and I'm grateful that you can hear my voice. I have some, I, I want to continue uh, in, in this uh, episode of um, identity crisis identity crisis which has taken a very center stage in the world today i mean when you look at it you will know indeed it has taken a very center stage identity crisis people are confused about who they are confusion is not being able to identify themselves or rather changing their identity mm. i don't know how that is possible when god made you to be something else i don't know how is it possible to um, learn to be something else or change to be something else. That's not even the topic now. Um, I'm, I'm just talking about what the Bible says. But before I go deep into that, I must admit to you that I am a huge fan of Jason Bourne movies. Jason Bourne movies. The guy is just a, a very good actor in my own view. Um, if you look at the first of the series, uh, The Born Identity, it set the stone for the action-packed drama that has lasted for maybe well over, uh, well over 10 or, or 12 years. Yes. And it's five movies on the big screen. In the first movie, we find the protagonist, uh, the, the protagonist, who is a CIA special upset man, completely unaware of who he is due to amnesia from a traumatic event at the sea. The movie and coincidentally, the entire movie series is developed around the theme of his character in search of, his, uh, of himself, of his true identity. As one action packs in after the next transpires, he gets closer and closer, if you remember, to understanding who he is. And if that is not enough, when he begins to understand who he is, he realizes that he has even more history that will help him to find some reason to believe that he has a deeper purpose. <laughs> he desires a purpose that is greater than simply being a pawn in the chess path of international espionage. I must admit again to you, um, my life may not be as intense and thrilling as, as uh, Mr. Bourne movie um, or his movie series. However, I can relate to the dilemma of searching for who I really am when I was younger because I, 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 I am the last one of my mother of, uh, of five. I'm the last five. I'm the last one, the fifth one. Um, things that I've seen, things that I've heard about my birth has given me a kind of a concern of beginning to wonder who I am. But let me tell you this. I don't want to talk about myself, but there, there, there are innumerable manifestations of identity crisis here in our country, in American culture that have impacted our society. 
from lawmaking to homemaking, one of the hot topics currently is the issue and the ethical dilemma of these uh, issues of transgender. Transgender is defined as relating of relating to or being a person whose gender identified differs from the sex the person had or was identified as having at birth. That's what Dr. Webster says. That was not my definition. That was Dr. Webster's definition. You know, when you're younger and you and you see certain things and, and now you're seeing things at this age of yours, you begin to wonder, so where do we go from here? I don't have issues with anyone deciding to be whatever they want to be. Um, I don't have a problem with that. If you're comfortable in that, that's just that's good. But I have a problem for being somebody else and trying to present that somebody else to me that I know that you are not. So let me leave you with this question and, and, and answer this question when you are alone by yourself. Who are you? You may not be a transgender, that may not be you, but your character is not who you are. What we know you as is not who you are portraying to be when you are by yourself. Because who you are is when no one is watching you. Who you are is when there is no one there. Who you are is who you are when you are by yourself. But you know, the part that I love most here is what the Bible says of who I am. Who I am and who you are. You are not just any kind of a person. Please understand that you're not. You are I um, created by God. Every time I go back to the book of Psalms 139 verse 13, it reminds me deeply of the concern that God has for me when he created me. And I feel you should have the same thing for yourself. That Psalms 139 verse 13 says, For you formed my inward part. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. You know what is right. You made me a male. You know what is right for me. You knitted me together. You you put me together. You you know what I'm supposed to be. So for that reason, I, I this is who I am. And that's why David further said in verse 14 of that book of Psalms, Psalms 139, he says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Oh my God. How can you change that? How can you turn that around to be something else that is not? Now you can understand what I'm saying to say that God made you perfectly. Right here is when when you look at the mirror to see your reflection, do you struggle to believe you're beautiful? Do you struggle to believe that you're capable of doing so many things? Do you struggle in knowing that, listen, God had made me perfect. I don't care what anybody thinks. I am going to be who I am. Insecurity can do a lot of damage to oneself. But the permanent damage is changing your identity. I'm not just meaning outward appearance. I'm also referring to who you are in general as a person. Maybe a wife, a mother, daughter, granddaughter, sister, aunt, niece, brother, father, uncle. And also, all that you will see. God made us who we are. 
so we could make known who he is. Don't forget that. God made you who you are so that you can tell the whole world about who God is. Our identity is for the sake of making known God's identity. That's what I believe. So, who are you? Don't let the world define you. Don't let anyone define you. Let God define you. When God defined you, then you remember what that book of Psalms 139 says. And you will live with that. You will live with that. Uh, there is one thing that I don't like. People say, I am a single mother. I always say that. I, I don't. I don't like that word. I'm a single mother. I'm a single father. I don't, I've never seen anywhere in the Bible where the Bible pointed out and said someone is a single mother, someone is a single father. Just because the father is not around or he'll be he neglected, um, his responsibility doesn't make him doesn't make you a single mother. God just don't trust him to be around that child, and he doesn't trust him to be around you. So calling yourself a single single mother single mother what do you mean by that I, I can't even find that definition in my head so so these are the name <clears throat> excuse me these are the name that we call ourselves and that's not a good way to identify who you are let me quickly say this to you you are made in the image of God and that God is the only one that can define you if only you can believe that that this is who God made me to be I find my identity in Christ, and the day I find my identity in Christ is the day I have peace. I have peace and joy in my life. I felt, I felt, I felt what I have never uh, feel felt before when I was growing up. I felt the presence of God in my life, and from then until now, I can say, indeed, to the Lord God be the glory. Do you know your identity? I don't mean in the world, I mean in Christ. Because Christ is waiting for you to identify yourself through him. In the image and the likeness of God, we are made. In the image. Did you go back to, if you go back to the book of Genesis, you will understand that. But you see, many of us have been caught in the world. And because we have been caught in the world, so we... (laughs) uh, we let the world define who we are. And yet the Bible tells us in the book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, that we should not love the world or the things that are in the world. Because if anyone loved the world and the things that are in the world, in the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now there is nothing stable in this world that we live in. Nothing is stable. And if you go further in verse uh, 16 of that book of 1 John, it says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And this is why people are looking for a place in the world. And they don't realize that the world is passing away along with this desire. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Every other thing will go away. You get old and everything will get wrinkled. So the gender that you're fighting on then will not matter anymore because all you want to do is you want to stay alive. The identity you are fighting for then will not matter anymore except if it is uh, situated in Christ. (laughs) Friends, please don't be deceived. God has made you perfectly. The only thing that needed to be done is to walk in the line that the Lord God himself 
are drawn for you. And God is waiting for you. What I love about this is that you are not condemned in the eyes of God, regardless of what part you have chosen before, you're not condemned. And I'm not condemned either. And this gives me kind of a confidence to know that my God is within for me. My, ma- my mother used to say, the way the sole of shoe, the sole of a shoe will run on, 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 on a ton and, and, and stony places, ordinary feet cannot run there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is so true. So Christ has been the shield. God sent him so that he can be the shield. He can be the armor. He can be the protector of our life. Let your identity be in Christ and you will live a peaceful life. My name is Gabriel Adebayo and I'll be back again to share more of this deeper thought with you about the identity crisis. May God bless you. May God keep you. May God cause his face to brightly shine upon you. Good day.